bottle doesn't have the same effect as the can, man. It it's does not, not. But that's all right. But we're in Ohio. We have to. We have to do the Yingling. Take advantage we while we're here. Find the cans. You got You got to go with the bottles sometimes. So today's today's episode is one that kind of fell into our laps, and we'll explain how in a second here. But our guest today is is Nick Neely, who is a member of the. Let me see if I get this right. The Commandant's own. United States Marine Drum and Bugle Corps. Exactly. Nailed Perfect. it. Perfect. Perfect. Rehearsal paid off. All right. Practice so we'll let him introduce himself in a second. But, well, I'll, Evan, how did this fall into our lap, kind of? Well, so we've been planning this trip to Ohio, obviously, for a while to catch up with some folks uh, that we know, Jared, Adam, and all that. And then we're all hanging out last, last night, and Nick comes into the same bar that we're all just kind of hanging out, chilling in. And he's in town. He's on leave. Oh, yeah. So. Got a little leave. <laughs> so got a little leave. So basically, we were like, well, we, we saw all you guys at DCI Finals this year. and Because we know another guy in that group with him, Andy Alfred. And, mm-hmm. and Jesse C. We mentioned right. having one of them on the podcast. And we are like, well, they're, he's here right now. I was like, what are you doing tomorrow? Perfect. Nothing. It's like, all right. You're going to come and record with us. Perfect opportunity. Deal. So <clears throat> before we go any further. Welcome everyone to the Aged Out Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Fantini, and as always with me is Evan Worrell. And we'll just start today and kind of let Nick introduce himself a little bit and kind of just start off by explaining what the Commandant's Own is. Like, at its core, what is it, and then its purpose, mm-hmm. how you got involved with it, and we'll just kind of go from there and see where it takes us. Yeah, so I actually grew up um, in Dayton, Ohio, um, ended up going to school in Bellbrook, a uh, little old town. Um, Quality program, solid oh, yeah. band. Yeah, mm-hmm. very, very, very competitive band. Um, so I grew up, you know, getting to, getting a lot of knowledge from a lot of really, really great percussionists. Um, uh, when I got there, it was under the direction, um, Mike Bishop was our, our percussion mm-hmm. director. Snare tech was Matt Moser, which I think you, both of you marched with. I did I, not. I, I did marched not. with Matt both one year at Crown and one year mm-hmm. at RhythmX. Yeah, so he was actually my first like private lesson teacher. Um, I learned a ton from him, and it's funny because like he marched, you know, right next to to Andy when yeah when, when yeah, he was crowned in '09. Yeah, yeah this so right next to now, Matt Moser, Andy, Evan. me. Yeah. yeah, but now like I'm marching with Andy, so uh-huh. it's just it's funny. It's funny how, how how things like turn up every now and then. And then uh, you know I went through a couple of different percussion directors. Uh, ended up my senior year uh, under Tom Gasparini. Great guy. Uh, I learned so much from him. Uh, he, throughout that whole time, was when I was, um, you know, debating on if I wanted to do drum corps or not. Um, my junior year, I ended up marching Jersey Surf. And junior then, year of high school. Yes. How was that being on tour as a high school kid? It like, was, was. It, it was like, crazy. Like so a whole nother world. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously Jersey Surf is a young core by itself. Mm-hmm. So um, I was, st- but I was still young, like being there. Not, I wasn't even like the oldest or anything. And then coming back to high school, you know, you have to like kind of like ground yourself back to like, okay, I'm back in high school mode. You know, I'm not with it. I'm not with the drum corps anymore. But it's really cool bringing all that information that you just learned for um, three months out of the summer and getting to do it for another month and a half, two months, um, and just like kind of spread that knowledge throughout like your your drumline in your high school because like those kids didn't have uh, they didn't have the opportunity to go do that for a summer. Yeah, yeah. I always wondered about that, like coming back, kids who march in high school and come back to like high school band, like how easy it mm-hmm. must be when well, you're not going like every day or like in the heat of south, right. south part of the country or right. something. Well, the the high school group that I worked with in Louisville, there was a girl that did that. She, she marched Oregon Crusaders 
at age like she was like 14. Yeah, wow. And she marched trumpet for Oregon Crusaders. She came back. Like, obviously, he was infinitely better at marching and mm-hmm. playing than anybody on that field, including the seniors and juniors and stuff. And she had a pretty, like, why am I here expression on her face the whole time. Well, mm-hmm. some people probably can't humble themselves, I guess. Like, yeah. No, there were some yeah. issues. There were some issues. Like, the director had to sit her down at one point and, like, because she was, like, posting some stuff on the internet and being immature about it and, like, talking crap, basically, right. about the high school band. And she it can cause a lot of problems. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, some people come back with massive egos, but that's not whatever here nor there. So right, and that was cool. Um, so when I when I came back, uh, well, when I went and came back, you know, Tom Gasparini, he was he was the percussion director there still, and you know, having him when I came back, you know, he knew how to to talk. Like he, we had multiple conversations about like you know like being humble and like not trying to like obviously it's it's not that big of a deal that I went and did this and came back to a high school that, you know, the guys next to me are still playing, like, some of the same stuff that I am or can play, like, just as well as I do. So I'm not that much farther ahead of them. And so he kept me really humble. That's yeah. cool. And um, he's, like, on... He had been, like, teaching still, I guess, at that time. Blue exactly. Coast. So, like, yeah. he's like, I know what you did. Like, I get mm-hmm. it. Like, now we're both here. He's like, exactly. I work with a drum corps also, but now I also work with high school. Right. So it's just like, yeah. Yeah, so he taught me how to, like, kind of flip that switch and, and just keep, like, everything you know, solid. Cool. Right on, right on. Um, and then after that, uh, I went and marched Cap City in 2015. Dean Dickman. Yep. Good old Dean. Um, you had Donnie Ross. Um, I'm trying to think who else came in. Jared. Jared Thomas, actually. Um, okay. Yeah, he came That's in. That's right. He for, did work for, there for a little bit. For quite a bit that, that oh, winter. Um, Zach Janshechi. Janshechi. I still don't know how to pronounce your name, bro. Sorry, I stood dude. next. I stood right next to him, two winners in a row, Jan and Shesky? I still screw up his last name. Is, is it Jan? I think Shesky? it's Jan Shesky. I think. I think that's the proper way to say it. <laughs> Phonetically, I don't know. But yeah, I had a great winter there, um, and then like throughout that winter, like towards the end of there, I was. That's when I um, had actually seen um, the the commandant's own. I saw him at WGI, and that was like. That was probably my, my fourth or fifth time seeing them. And, and 2015? Yeah. Because I had seen them, you know, throughout BOA, throughout DCI, because they do all those all the finals performances, like exhibition. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd always seen them, and I was like, wow, like, that, that'd be, like, really cool. You know, you get to do that as a job. And, you know, you also get to be a Marine. So it's, like, super sweet. Because um, you, so you, as a Marine, you went through all the same training mm-hmm. other Marines yeah, so do, we go despite through, being in the drum corps. Right. Um, and a lot of people think that, you know, like, oh, you're in the band, like, you didn't have to go through boot camp, or you didn't have to go through that, but uh, the Commandant's own, you know, we all go through boot camp, we go through, uh, you know, 13 weeks of recruit training, we, um, that's when you basically learn everything about being a Marine, you know, they strip you down to your bare bones, and they, they build you back up as a Marine, and how the Marine Corps, like, wants you to be. So you got you went to Paris Island in South Carolina, yes. and the people that you went through boot camp with were just other people... Going through boot camp, they were probably not just necessarily like band or going to be yeah, in the commandant you know, zone or bucor, but just there. Everyone has everyone has different jobs, you know. I, I also, I mean, it's funny. Like, there's guys going in, you know, for motor T, which are they, they drive or they're doing mechanic work or working on helicopters or um, infantry guys. You know, like, mm-hmm. just, it's all the different jobs in the Marine Corps, and like you get to find that out while you're with them, and you get to, you know, you get really close to those guys because you know you're like, you're going through excuse my language, you're going through some shit, like, during yeah. boot camp, you're, it's, it's tough, um, I've actually heard people make the comparison, and I don't, I, I'm not trying to compare 
as you put it, the shit you're going through right. to compare it to doing drum corps. But that, that whole communal bonding thing of mm-hmm. experiencing a stressful thing together oh, yeah. as a group really bonds people together. Mm-hmm. Like boot camp, and you can compare this in vain, a summer of drum corps, three right. months. You, you all go through different kinds of hell, basically, right. and you persevere together. So you're way more, you're way closer at the end of it, basically. And everybody has that, I mean, it's that universal term, but like embracing the suck. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you're you're all going through it together, and you kind of just you just embrace it, and you just you know you grow from it, especially with those dudes, because you're all going through the same thing. Like no one's different. Yeah, and that's that's another thing in boot camp. Like everyone is the same. It's like you know one guy might have a better PT scores or or whatever, but you know you're all the same. Yeah. So cool, man. And then combat training, you know, you learn you learn all the basic rifleman skills there. Um, just expanding on on what you learned, like shooting in boot camp, but it's a lot of stuff that because even you know people that do computer work in the marine corps will get deployed at some point mm-hmm. um they can do security patrols or whatever like over in afghanistan iraq syria wherever um so just because like they're doing computer work or you know working with so could you be de- could you be deployed could ha- have they ever deployed the drum bugle corps like to a combat situation so the, the drum bugle corps um no like the whole unit has not been deployed um to a combat deployment, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. So if if there were something to arise, um, we actually have our, our chief warrant officer, um, Nate Morris. He, uh, when he was a corporal in the Marine Corps, he there was a task force that came up um, to go fight over in Iraq or Afghanistan. I forget which one it was. Um, and he actually got to volunteer on that. So he's you know he's leaving his snare drummer position as in the drum bugle corps. And going over there and actually like being on, you know, like doing security patrols, mm-hmm. like doing all the stuff over in Iraq that you see, you know, in videos and stuff. And then he got to come back after that and just play snare drum again, yeah. you know. So it's really cool. Like you can volunteer for it, but like we will not get deployed like as a unit to go. Like, just, like, hey, just we need you all to go exactly. like man this post basically in, right. in the sandbox or whatever. And if something were to happen like in the national capital region, uh, we would take over. So we have like the guards at the barracks, mm-hmm. at the Marine barracks in, in Washington, D.C. We have the guards there. They are all infantry guys. They would basically like go and take out the streets and we would guard the barracks. Like that is our secondary mission is to actually guard the barracks. So cool that's that's really that's another cool thing so you went through was it 13 weeks 13 weeks and then you have another month of um of combat training and then you graduate yep and then and... right after you graduate so you have like do you have 10 days in between there you know you get to go back and see uh your family and whatnot um then you go to combat training and then uh after combat training then you we go straight to dc and they have like graduations there on the island like every week right or something yeah oh yeah every every week in at paris island there's there's a graduation and you know while you're going through boot camp it kind of sucks to getting to see like you get to you're in the middle of like the worst part of your and life you're like, but well, you get to see done. all these people leaving yeah <laughs> they made so. it <laughs> and roughly how many people did you do like that you graduate with when you were like um, done with your so i went in i went there in october we graduated in january um at that times in the in the winter times there's a lot of that's when they send a lot of like the older guys, like older, older than just out of high school. Gotcha. But there's a lot less of them. So we had our platoons of like, my thing, I graduated 64 in my platoon. But then you have the people that go right after they graduate high school or even before they graduate high school. And they are in platoons of like upwards of 90 people. Oh, wow. So it can vary anywhere from, from you know, 50 to, to 90 to 100 people. That's cool. Yeah. 
just seeing them go by as you're still oh like, yeah right, have fun guys see you yep. on the other side <laughs> be cool. there soon that's what you just but every every week it's cool like so you you see them and you're you're just looking forward to being out you're just like all right we're one step closer yeah one step closer each graduation it's almost like a checkpoint or like right. a mile like all right one right. week down one yep. week down one week and down. that's and, and that's the thing like when you're when you're in there you just go day by day and and you know hour by hour and you know we always just we always just look forward to chow yeah, you just you're looking Sounds forward. Like you're looking Sounds forward like to Trump food, Ford. and you're just working towards it. And then you get there, and then you're like, "All right, we got, we got till you know dinner now." We just so keep I, going. I that's kind of question. similar, like you said. That's similar to drum corps. Like mm-hmm. the get through this block, get to lunch, get to this block, get to dinner, get yep. to this block, get through this day, get to this weekend. Got the regional next week's next regional. Yeah, so exactly just keeps going. I, I I wanted to ask this question too because I've never actually talked to somebody in person that has marched drum corps and then gone into uh, a branch of the armed service and mm-hmm. gone through boot camp. Compare the two. Compare the summer of drum corps. I know, like Surf does a full tour, right? Yes. Like three months. Yeah. So now they, they actually do. So my first year was the first time they actually did like a full tour. So you did yeah. a month of move-ins mm-hmm. and then on exactly. tour of the road like everybody else. Yep. Compare the two experiences because I've honestly heard through the grapevine other guys that have done drum corps first and then gone into the army or something mm-hmm. or a boot camp experience, and they and they said it was honestly mentally kind of similar. They are for sure. Um. So, with I mean, just like we just talked about, like getting through, you know, you're just get you're just working towards Chow, you know, getting through that block. But it's also the the mental stress, you know, of like I'm sure like your very first summer, like everybody gets a little homesick every now and then. I did. Right. I didn't get homesick, but I was in like survival mode. Mm-hmm. The months. It it kicked the soft out of me basically. Yeah, like I was sure. I realized after that summer, I was like I was a soft dude. Mm-hmm. You like reach a breaking point. You're like, all right, you're either going to like, just like you said, embrace it or you're just going to like suffer. No, yeah, for me, right. that was like the third week of move-ins. Like mm-hmm. the first two and a half weeks, like I had to have the, basically for lack of a better way to put it, like the pansy kicked out of me. Yeah. Like I was just a coddled kid from the mm-hmm. suburbs that had never pushed himself in that way before, but I'd always wanted to do drum corps. And so it, it, it put hair on my chest basically yeah. as a way to put it. Like it was an experience for sure. I think time. I think the PT like the the physical training aspect of, of drum corps also helps a ton compared to like going like when you go through boot camp and stuff just because you're used to you know working like working your butt off you're for, used to beating your body for down twelve already. hours a day yeah and so you get there and they're doing the same thing you know it's just a, it's little, a different kind of physical work right but it's still pushing your body to its limits exactly. in a different way yeah and like people it's funny because like people in drum corps you always hear like no this is the hardest thing you're ever gonna do in your life. And then you get to, like, we got to boot camp, and it was like, this is the hardest thing you're going to do in your life. So it's like, you hear that, it's like harder? another step. It's hard to ask this question, because I feel like drum corps, being a similar experience mentally and physically kind of pushing yourself that way, if you do drum corps first, when you get to boot camp, you've already gone through that experience, mm-hmm. so you might, it's it's almost like you'd be biased to say which one's harder or eat. I'm not obviously they're both difficult and mm-hmm. I'm I'm not trying to make light of any any kind of boot camp because I've never done it. And right. I never will at this point. But you still can. Never say never. I still, you still can. can. I still never can. say never. I actually thought about it when I finished college going into the Navy or the uh, Air Force, but whatever, that's a different story. Uh, <laughs> like I've never it's hard because there's an age out for drum corps, you can't mm-hmm. meet someone that was like, Oh, I was in the army right out of high school or Marines for four years and then marched drum corps. Yeah. So you can't have someone that did one before the other. You can right. only have someone that did drum corps before boot camp. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to say, like compa- it's it's hard to compare the difficulty of the two because you've already you've already gone through drum corps and had that mental development as a person and pushing yourself. Right. 
when you get to boot camp, so you've done something to help kind of prepare you. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you did boot camp first, I don't know. I feel like drum corps would be easier, obviously. Just... I guess it's just like a supreme hypothetical question. Like, yeah. Did drum corps make boot camp in the Marines easier? It's like, it's hard to say because you can't really go back and exactly. undo it. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. So with, with drum corps, you still have your communication with your family, your friends. You're talking, you're laughing, like yeah. you get everything, everything, you know, you're, you're, you're more free, obviously, because mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not in boot camp. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and then when you get to boot camp, you know, all your communication is just shut off. Yeah. So you're writing letters. Like, that's all you have. That's your only communication to your parents or friends and family and stuff. But they're two weeks late. Yeah. Like, they're not instant. It's not like an instant message or a text or, a, or anything. It's just, it's all, you're getting, you're hearing stuff like your parents are telling you stuff that happened, but then you're getting it two weeks later. And then the next day you get a letter about something that happened you know, the next two weeks. And it's yeah, just like, it's, like it's, it's so, it's like having two different text conversations open in, and you're talking to the same person about uh-huh. like two different conversations. It just gets really confusing. But like, um, it, that, I feel like that was the, the hardest part was the, just the communication, just like not being able to, to see your talk or like, yeah, just do be your, your normal self, I yeah. guess. Yeah. So then after graduation, mm-hmm. did you get, time in between or did you go directly towards your so i went straight to straight to dc actually after this is after combat training um because you did an audition for the band drum corps first before yeah, yeah you, you do it all before do you do that um, before you like sign the dotted line mm-hmm. okay so you some, some people do i actually didn't so you signed the dotted line to be a marine before and you knew if you I were going to make the drum bugle corps. yeah so i was actually going in the marine corps no matter what okay um i had originally signed my contract as a uh, motor t so i was going to be um a driver for the marine corps you know wherever they want to put me wherever the Marine Corps needs. You know, it's not really, they're not my, it wasn't really my choice. So I could be a driver at the barracks yeah. or I could be a driver, you know, in Alaska. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Anywhere. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I forget what we were talking about now. You, so you, you signed and then you had your audition. Right. Yeah. So I signed, um, past, or then had my audition later on where we play, uh, couple rudiments you play your own solo and then they have their own solo that they have given to you that you've you know you've prepared Mm -hmm. for the months coming up to it and then after that you know they'll tell you whether or not like you made it whether or not you didn't i mean it's it's basically just like an individual audition in uh dci okay same thing but you're just not auditioning next to all these people so so it is in in different aspects it's harder and in different aspects it's easier as well because in in DCI like auditions you're you're going up against like you could make yourself look better than the person next to you by just the way you stand right yeah but yeah. when you come into this audition in front of all these people you it's just like your first just impression you. it's, it's just, just you. you yeah you don't have there's no one to compare to mm-hmm. so you have to just you have to just play your ass off and yeah. just and and actually like prove to them and also you don't it's have not like, like a measuring scale of like oh this is these are the best seven people at our audition it's like Exactly. You're good enough or you're not. And you don't have a whole weekend to show them how fast you can improve. Yeah. Because I, th- I know there's a lot of people in, in drum corps that, like, you'll get a spot because of how fast they can learn. Yeah. Yep. You know, they don't, they're like, when they get there, they're not the best player. But over the three days of the weekend camp, they've shown that they can grow, you know, exponentially. Take the information and, uh, and, and use apply it, it yeah. so mm-hmm. fast. Um, and with, with this audition, you know, it's just like you're just showing off your skills and, like, that's it. Yeah. So. Um, and then. After, after they tell you, you make it, then you know either some people are 
Like I was already going to the Marine Corps no matter what. So then all I had to do was basically like sign a new contract of where I was going to go. And the cool thing about um, the Commandant Zone is after, so since we have to audition to be in it, like we're, it's only, I think there's, it's one of the only um, jobs in the Marine Corps that you have to have a previous skill to do because everything else in the Marine Corps, they'll teach you. They'll take you from zero to zero they'll, to where they need you. Yes. Yeah. They'll teach you no matter what you need, like no matter uh, wherever you're at, like they'll teach you everything you need to know to do your job. That's cool. And that's what we do after combat training. Since that's why we just go straight to DC. We just go straight to you already have your skill set. Because, yeah, I've been doing my skill set since I was, you know, eight years old. I've been playing yeah. drums. So yeah. it's like, we, you have that skill set, and like, I don't have to learn really anything else. I've already proven to myself that I can do my job. Mm-hmm. So, or I've proven to them that I can do my yeah, job. Yeah, sure. Um, so then I have all these friends that are like still in school, but I'm like already traveling with the Drum and Bugle Corps. Like, they're yeah. still in their job school, like, that's learning, pretty sweet, learning yeah. what they're doing. But I'm like already in, you know, California. <laughs> <laughs> So that's pretty it, cool. it is really cool. So, so you're like, you're living DC. Oh, you had a question. You had something. Yeah, I was. I remember what I was going to say. Um, so that way, so if I wanted to try to be in the Drum Bugle Corps, if I'm someone listening to this, <clears throat> but the only way I wanted to go into the Marine Corps was to do that. Right. I could audition and see if I'd make it or not before I signed the dotted line to be a Marine. Yes. So then, if I made it, then I would sign the dotted line for that contract, right. go through boot camp, combat training, and then I knew. That's where I was going to end up. Mm-hmm. All right. So. They're also there. It's it's also a little different because um, with our unit, you you have like it's it's hard to differentiate now um, because there's a lot of people that see it and they're like, oh, I, I could do that as a job. Like I could go play drums for a job, right? But like our main job is to be a marine. So you get all these people that like see us from WGI and DCI and stuff. They're like, Oh, I'm going to play drums for a living. Like just the way I can continue to play drums. Exactly. But then they're not thinking about like being a Marine first. Like we're all Marines first or all riflemen first. So like we still have that, that, um, our core values of like honor, courage, commitment that we're still like, um, using every day and like living by. So like there's a, there's a whole mindset that you have to be in whether like, not just I'm going to go play drums for a living. Sure. I'm you got to be like, okay with like, if this isn't the reality, I'm going to go do something right. else. Like I want to be a Marine first is like the mindset that a lot of people like, I think should have like, yeah, that makes in. sense because those are the people that we want mm-hmm. because we want them to be good Marines. Like we want them to be good players as well. And those, and both those together are like the, that's like the core of like the people we want. Cool. So cool. that makes sense. Yeah. So what, what kind of, what's the coolest place you've been so far? In the drum bugle corps, like the um, coolest performance you've done. Coolest performance I've done, probably had to be in Bern, Switzerland. Um, this was uh, back in August of 2017. We did, uh, we flew out there and performed in um, the Avanche Tattoo, which is uh, right outside of Bern, Switzerland. It's so a little nod, like I know what that is. Sounds, <laughs> sounds fancy. It's a so it's just like a music tattoo that you that you see online, you know, with uh, you know Top Secret and all of them. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's basically the same thing. Um, it was on a little bit smaller scale, but still, I mean, still humongous. It was in like a Roman Colosseum. That's so pretty like sweet. super old. Um, and that was actually one of my, that was my second time out of the country. And the first time out of the country was, I think two weeks before that when we went to Canada, but being there, it was super cool. Cause we got to perform uh, a whole drum solo with, um, the Swiss army drum line. And you know they had their rope drums, and we had our our marching drums, and we had a whole piece that we had that performed and like learned that week. 
that's cool like when we got there and we had a couple of rehearsals with them and stuff and it's just like seeing how they drum and seeing how they their whole technique is just like completely different than ours but like it it's works just, they're obviously so, just very yeah. it's so intricate cool. as well and like right it's, it's very detailed animal. we got to perform with um a scottish pipe band uh it wasn't really like a whole like that wasn't a scheduled performance actually one of them just came out to us and was like hey uh, we had this piece like do you guys want to play it with us sometime like we just meet up and play and then it was after like we did this parade throughout the town um, all the different um, countries that were there so we had there was countries from Russia Austria um, uh, Swiss Ireland Scotland us you know it was all over the place um, so you had all these different either uh, military bands or just the like a different um, bands from their countries that are there they do a parade throughout the whole um, city of Avanche. And then after that, they, one of the Scottish guys like they met up with us and we just played this like little beat. And then it was just this simple like, and it was just like that over and over and over. But then the bagpipes came in and played this slow, amazing grace over it. And it was like one of the coolest things because we're just all smiling and just like, just grooving to it. And then after like the third, like, run through this part of amazing grace they had this thing where they break off and just dance <laughs> and so we just got to sit there and we just got to dance with like all these people just playing this beat and just it was just, it was like a super cool like humbling experience just being like oh wow like i'm in switzerland i'm getting paid right now this is my job and i'm just having like the time of my life right now that's awesome so it's cool that was i think um just switzerland was really really cool just getting to to perform in another country i think is just really 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 exciting opportunity of a lifetime like not, exactly. many, not many people can say they've done anything like right. that like I'm, i've obviously never done anything like that <laughs> so, <laughs> not me either and That's tattoos are true. completely different too because it's not you know in a in a coliseum like that you're it's not a drum course show you're not performing to like the 50 yard line you're performing to people all around you so you have you know 120 degrees of area that you uh-huh. have to perform to so like you have so we had a marching show there and we're you know arcing it up and playing to the side during part of our show and then marching around and then playing to the other side, to the front, you know, all over the place. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was cool. Like just getting an experience, like oh, look, what a tattoo is. I think it's really, really cool. And like their appreciation over there for music is just insane. Is it higher than here? <sighs> Way higher. Way higher. There's people that travel all over the world just to go to those tattoos. That's crazy. To and, think about. and just to see, just to see like all these different military bands, like do their shows. And it's, and <laughs> it's crazy. It really is. And they, they'll go crazy for anything. That's cool. You can just play a B-flat scale and they'll jump out of seats. That's awesome. <laughs> so who designs your all stuff? Like who like writes new music for you all? You, you so, obviously have seen you all at WGI. You have drill mm-hmm. and stuff you do for that. So um, we have uh, Nate Morris. Um, he is the uh, the chief warrant officer. He does operations for our unit, but he's also the overseer, like the percussion like head, basically. Um, we also have um, Staff Sergeant Pena, Jason Pena. Um, old, Why have I heard that name? Older Cavies guy. That name sounds really familiar. March early early two thousands cavies. Quad so, drummer, wasn't he? Snare drummer. Snare drummer. Yep. Oh, I'm, think, I'm thinking of Brian Prison. Oh. So he him and uh him and Nate both work together and they they both write um a lot of our beats. And then there's just a lot of different people inside the horn line that write. So like everything for our unit is basically done in house. Um it's obviously all, very talented. So people. there's no like civilian right. contractors they pay to come right. teach you all or anything. Yeah. So all yeah, all of our drills written inside a house. Um, all music is done inside, so it's it's pretty cool because you get their their like perspective on like what they want to hear mm-hmm. and what it should sound like. Sure. So 
that's cool that you all write the drill yourselves too and everything mm-hmm. and yep because we have we have, we have um we have people in the unit that either have taught or they've written drill for you know years before yeah and so they're i mean they're well experienced in it so why not you know why well, we can just do this for free like this can be your job to to write drill yeah. for us and perform it at the same time yeah rather than pay you know outside yeah, to yeah. get someone outside yeah. yeah so obviously like within the drum line like we mike and i know you and some other people andy jesse like there's people that have done like drum core and stuff mm-hmm. that are also just now marines that do this right would you say that that applies to the rest of the sections as well or is it just like people who are marines who are good at their instrument that auditioned in um no so uh everyone in the drum corps most almost every single person in the drum corps has i think it's like 75 maybe a little more percent have done dci okay and and or wgi you know um i think there's maybe four people in the drum line that haven't okay but they've but like they're still at the same caliber as all just well trained exactly yeah Yeah. and that's what's cool now is that we're getting all these you know the drum bugle corps that used to not be like that it used to be people you know they come out of high school join the marine corps and like that's what they want to do they want to play their instrument Mm -hmm. so then they don't have like a whole lot of experience but they've been there for so long now that they they have the experience of the job like yeah yeah they've learned so many things over the years but now we're getting all these people that have come. They come out of these super like top caliber drum lines. You know, they come out of Coach, Blue Devils, like wherever. You know, and they and they wanna they wanna play drums for the Marine Corps, and it's super cool getting them in there because we get this like wealth of knowledge from all spans of DCI. You know, you get the guys from West Coast, you get the guys from the East Coast, you get the Midwest, and we all get to put our techniques like into one and kind of like form our own uh, like hodgepodge yeah. Kind, yeah, of, yeah. kind of technique that's like just super comfortable and, yeah. and it's super fun to just play with them and like get to learn. I, I was going to point out the, the quality of the output from that group has been going up exponentially over right. the past three or four or five years. When I've mm-hmm. seen them, when I was doing the activity, they'd be at WGI, DCI. Like I think we were at the bar last night and Jared said that he saw you all was your first performance with them was yeah, WGI was in, two uh, years ago, I think. Yes. This was in 2016 WGI. It was great. Right. Like, I remember, I don't remember exactly, like, the turning point, but I... Sorry, 2015, my bad. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It used to be just, like, obviously it was good, but, like, they would come out and you guys, or the Commandant Zone would perform, like, after everybody else is gone, before awards, and and people would be like, oh, it's good, and stuff, and it was was always really good, but, like, at one point, like, it became, this isn't, like, background noise, this is, like, damn, this is (laughs) really... really, (laughs) It's no longer just good... Mm-hmm. It, it's on par or becoming on par with like the top WGI groups and the quality they're throwing down with and stuff. Well, like because the like top drum course, like you've got come members out here. from all those right. groups starting to do it. So exactly. and they're like ripping crescendo rolls, just like and you're just like, yeah, that was or in that there. Was nice. <laughs> <Hell> yeah, <laughs> that was in there. <laughs> That's like one thing that um, I think I was talking to, to Jared about this last night was you know drumming. So we're not just drumming, like we're it's our job, obviously. So we're doing it as you know from. 7:30 a.m. to 3 in the afternoon we're drumming so that's all year round you're not just doing that for a summer or, you know a couple months or whatever for nine hours so by a day. default you're gonna get good exactly like, if you're doing it right like you're gonna get and, good and so often and i was telling him more it was more towards um our rope drum techniques it's because it's like more of a synergy that you kind of feel like we'll just play like five strokes like out of nowhere just cold attack yeah just cold attack five strokes and it can be like the cleanest thing ever and but it's not 
it's like older uh you know older bd you know like mm-hmm. they, they tap off super fast and then they just play like super slow stuff <laughs> and you're just like how do, do that how does that to work feel it the same way exactly yeah. and and that's that's a one thing that's really cool is like we have new guys come in we'll be playing rope drum stuff and they'll just be like blown away because they're trying to figure out what to do because it's not rhythmically like correct but it's not like it's not like exactly like yeah that's what always blew me around because like jeff brooks does the uh fife drum yeah and so he's in the the old guard yeah he's in the old guard and like i'll just see them and they just like cold attack i'm just like they just learn to feel it the same way i'm just like that's impressive it really is. So, so you guys have like the, the modern day Kevlar head drums you'll mm-hmm. use, but you also do rope drum stuff too. Yeah. So we um we use uh our our normal uh, marching drums that we. I mean, that's like what we're kind of known for is like our marching, obviously because we're drum people core. Um, but then on Friday nights, uh, in the summer we do uh, a thing called we call it field crew. Um, it's during the uh, Friday evening parades. Uh, we have a six-man snare line in the front, and then it's like a block of, of horns behind us, and um, that's when we play a lot of like older traditional music. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are like we march up and down the parade deck, and it's just a part of like the Friday night performance that we do. But that's always like super fun because you're like, you know, I'm in arm's reach from I, I like I graze people's legs because I'm on the crowd side, so like I'm marching right in front of them, and like. You know, just, like, and you're playing on a rope drum, and it's just loud. Like the rope <laughs> drums are louder than anything. That's cool, and they're just fun because it's it's a whole different technique as well. Because um, we have, you know, obviously, like you see someone on a rope drum, and it's like super flowy and stuff, and then you see them on on a snare, like a concert or not a concert snare, a marching snare, and it's like way more controlled. Mm-hmm. Not controlled, but um, I guess. The, right. I feel Reg- like in the regimented, ro- yeah, yeah. And the rope drumming, like it's a lot more like arm movement and right. stuff, and like you're using the space. Right, it's a lot. Uh, it's just a lot more showy. Yeah, and, and it's really, yeah, it's really cool. Um, getting to to kind of branch out and getting to play like the two different ones and like switching your techniques from one to another. Because I never, I didn't really think I'd be playing rope drum when I got there, mm-hmm. and then I got to, and I was like, wow, this is sweet. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> like rope drum cool. is sometimes like I enjoy rope drum more than our marching playing, just because of how different it is. Yeah, yeah. From, from what I'm used to. So, what I want to ask next, and we talked a little, little bit about this earlier before we started recording, but um, how, because obviously you're preparing for a performance or a certain show, whether it's WGI finals or mm-hmm. whatever, and you're all nice performances leading up to it, but when there's nothing coming up in the near future, what's your day to day like usually? So, uh, we're still going um, between like, you know, 7 30 or 8. Um, and. If there's nothing coming up, like we'll still probably we'll start the day off. You know, we'll go out there, meet it with the drumline, or even the full core. We'll all meet and just kind of like talk about like what we're gonna do that day. Whether it be you know, we're all gonna go into sectionals and just kind of like work on our chops. We're just gonna go into sectionals and work on things that obviously like all, everything can always be worked on. Mm-hmm. So there's always things that can be done. Um, but you know, if there's not anything like super major that needs to be worked on, then we'll just we'll go into what we call like we call it section leader admin time where we can go do uh marine corps like courses that we have online we can do you know get go get our medical stuff done um it's kind of like whatever whatever you really need to do as as a as a marine or as a person otherwise uh we will chop out sit there in a circle play adelic you know just do normal things that you would do like on tour yeah on sure. a break we'd sit there and 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 just uh 
you know, we're still like working, we're still getting better. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, you know, we'll we'll think of different parts to like the music. We'll like, oh, you know, like this could be cooler if we did this, or like you know, if we're just sitting down as a snare line, like we'll we'll think about different parts and or whatever. So, I mean, it's basically we're still working, but it's just not a major. So you said obviously before. <laughs> You're a Marine first, right. and then you're a Marine in the Drum of Bugle Corps. So if, say, there is a need for a bass drum spot or a tenor spot, like would that fall upon you to be like, all right, we're just going to shift things around and I'm yeah, play so, bass drum? So, that, I mean, there's a lot of people, like we have, um, I mean, even uh, Nate Morris, when he first got in, I mean, he just got off teaching snare drum at, at, uh, at uh, Boston. You know, he'd marched boston uh music city mystique and he just got off teaching him went to boot camp came in and they put him on cymbals and it was like what they needed yeah they didn't need it's a because it's, it's, the, it's the needs of, it's the needs of the marine corps and like that's that's when you kind of that's it goes back to like humbling yourself and being like okay like this isn't about me anymore it's about the marine corps so we have we have snare drummers that come in that get put on you know bass drum we have mm-hmm. quad drummers that can come in and get put on snare just because, like, we, it's just the spots that we need. Yeah. Um, like, we need to be covered. Because like sometimes that might not work. Because I've, I've known, like, Adam's one of them. Adam Norris, like, he's tried to play snare drum already, and his left hand just didn't work that way. So, actually, so what happens, so... like, if you get a quad drummer that's like, yeah, you don't want to put me on snare drum because I tried that for two years already, it, my left hand does not work. So, with the, with the, I guess that was the bad part, putting on, it's more, so we'll put snare drummers on quads. Or put yeah, that we'll put snare drummers like on. The traditional grip thing is, is is difficult for some people. Like some people's yeah. left hand. Like Tim Jackson has said it before. Like I think it, I think Tim has said that before. Just like joking about like yeah, my left hand just didn't work when I was younger. I couldn't do it. Like mm-hmm. it just didn't make sense to That's my brain. He plays right, right hand traditional. <laughs> he, does he does do that. I heard he's really good at that. He is <laughs> really good at it. Actually, <laughs> he's very good why. at it. Like he can demonstrate parts for XR, and I learned this, and he's just playing right hand traditional, and I'm just like. Okay. <laughs> why, did you, why would you learn that, Tim? But um, yeah, I guess that that was a little that was a little different because we have you know we have a quad drummer that came in last year and we were put we we're thinking about putting him on uh, what I was talking about earlier, field crew. He was gonna be on this, one of the snare drummers there, and he was like, "Yeah, I I, I can't." He's like, "You don't want to do that's, that." Yeah, you're here. That's a we're not gonna do that. So we put, he was on uh, actually bass drum, uh-huh. um, the first time playing bass drum. But uh, yeah, so I guess since there's so many snare drummers in like the drum corps community obviously because we're, really we're, nice. we're just a big section right yeah and so that's who we get the most of and that's what <laughs> that's what it's also really hard for the people that are determining auditions is because they have to choose you know it, they're not seeing a line of them in front of us and being like okay we want you and you and you it's we're seeing them months apart and just one person at a time and it's like okay you know we could take this guy, but then like maybe two day, two weeks down the road, we get some to do the auditions, and like he's way better than he is. Right, or... and then you're like, oh well, all right, I guess you got to wait a year because yeah. we, we, I think we only accept, uh, I think it's two people like a year, kind of thing, um, and then it because it's just it we can't accept that many people. Yeah, yeah. Just don't, we don't want enough. Yeah, we just want that many spots, right? I'm sitting here thinking about that now. I'm like. I mean, I guess if I was drumming every day, I could I could figure out how to play quads. Like, I understand how to do it. It'd just yeah, be could, getting the muscle memory of moving there, side right? to side. So, like, yeah, I could figure it out. Yeah. And, and when, you, when you get to the unit, so, like, after, like I was saying earlier, so I get to, you get to D.C. after combat training, you're put on uh, what we call mandatory rehearsal. Um, so, 
every day after work, you will like you'll sign a book, you know, saying like I checked in for rehearsal, and you're there for you have two hours just to yourself. Like private practice, right? Because um, they, we have all these different tunes that we have to like. We, you have a list of just songs that you have to memorize, and they're the songs that basically you're going to be playing for your entire enlistment. So the next four years, these are the songs that like you're going to have in your back pocket that you can just pull out and just. I could like I could play right now, you know. Yeah. The parade tunes. Yeah, we have we have around I think thirty songs that that we can just pull out and just play. Like it's wow. a lot that no matter what. Thirty and, thirty pieces. Yeah. Whew. And and so that's what those mandatory rehearsals are for. And that's when like those people learn how to play their instrument, like quads or bass or whatever. Yeah, like you if know, you're a snare drummer that comes in, you're like, hey, we need a, we have a quad spot, so you better put a set of tenors in a practice room yeah. and get to it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And you can woodshed um, all everything you need. And... Yeah. And then obviously, like the guys in the section will work with you. Obviously, like we're not just gonna get there and be like, "All right, you're gonna do this." Like, better figure yeah. this out, kid. Yeah. You better have this down when we all like, come back together. When I got we're there, gonna like go drink, you practice. Yeah. When I got there, we had you know the, I had those two hour rehearsals, and I had guys that would help me out with like different parts that they knew or whatever. You know, either either during those days that we didn't have a whole lot to work on and stuff, and I'm I still need to like check off all these stuff because like those tunes that you have to memorize, you still have to you have to play it for either the percussion like section head or like your section leader or whoever so they can determine like okay you know like you're good mm-hmm. you know you can we're good on that one check it off go to the next one learn that one then you check it off and then you know once you get done with that it's like a relief obviously because be two hours are two hours out of your day that with you get 30 back. tunes like if, if if they're in any way similar i feel like you could get them mixed up in Dude, your head that all is the time. that is one of the hardest things I, I can say snare drum music can be kind of a little repetitive from chart to chart a lot of the same rudiments some some of the same patterns and stuff it's like and with militaristic writing yeah that is pretty so similar. we have I mean, we have guys that have been in the unit for six years now that still get parts mixed up because they're exactly the, like yeah we have we have one song um, so we go down to Texas every year. Um, we do the Texas State Fair. We go there and there for about two weeks. And they have their, like, Texas has their own anthem. It's called Texas Our Texas. And then the State Fair has their song. It's called Our State Fair. Our State Fair. That's it. Um, but we also have a song that's called Bravura. And it's literally change of fills from at like four bar fills so the groove is the same exactly the same but then the little fill four bar is different fills are chart. different and we have like those three songs are literally the exact same song pretty much the same exact tempo but you have to just like it's just a completely different part of the which years. one are we playing which fill is this yeah Let's right try this one all right right that and gives and, me like a ptsd flashback yeah. or something on drum core that happened to me right Even more head time well we did a parade chart or we did it as an encore tune in 2010, we played the 2007 Crown Show, uh, the as the horse show, the Triple Crown mm-hmm. Show. Triple Crown. And there's yeah. this parts in there that verbatim, like obviously Lee Bettis wrote the 07 and he wrote the 2010 stuff. Mm-hmm. It was like the same thing, and I could not differentiate. So we're there out there on the field, and I'm like, get to this part. I remember exactly where we were. We were in Dublin, Ohio, and I'm we're playing the encore tune for the 07 piece and I just start playing the 2010 one like in the middle of it and I'm in the middle and I'm just like I just stop and I just like stand there I'm like and my brain froze I was like I don't remember I feel, like, I feel like everyone's had I those moments happening. I don't remember I feel like everyone's had those moments too like if you've played multiple years under the same writer mm-hmm. because obviously there's, there's going to be parts that are that are Look really very, very similar yeah yeah, right. Everybody has their sound exactly. Yeah. Like Renick sounds like Renick, BD sounds like BD, like yeah. that sort of thing. 
but like with our parts you know like those parts i was just talking about like those are the parts they've played since you know they've been going to the state fair since 89 or of the 60s yeah so they've been playing the same parts so it's like, like we, it's not years. it's not like we can just like pick up and like hey we're just gonna change this part for us like no because it, it, it has no. it has a tradition it has or it has its, it has its own meaning to it mm-hmm. so we, like those are the parts like we can't really like just mess around with and just change yeah, because exactly. it's, it's a new age but um but yeah that's pretty funny <laughs> i could have yeah i could have met i can relate to that yeah. <laughs> it's like oh no <laughs> I had it and then we were like of course like we were not really required to work on encore tunes it was just like we learned this at the December camp, and you better remember it. But then we have all this other stuff that we're gonna do for the regular tour. Isn't it kind of like it's almost like uh, loose for X, right? Like, yeah, you guys are like we given that, but you never practice Nobody, it. No, we never. It always it. sounds like butt. You pull it out, and then you just play it. It's yeah. like, all right, we're gonna play loose today. It's like, uh, okay. <laughs> I think there was a day in 2011 where Josh had us like work on it early on in the season, like for part of us subs block, and he said that, and we were all just like. But we all already know it. We don't. Is that, yeah, the, yeah. Point, the point is for it to never sound perfect. Like, right. It's just fun. But you just screw around with it. Yeah, one of those things. And then you just like. I remember we got chewed out too after that encore. Like, you guys like sounded terrible. Like, well, we never look at this. <laughs> I never. haven't thought about this music in three and a half months. Ever. Yeah. But I was like, it's just. And then I got mad. I was like, it's the same thing. It's like, it's just different measures. Like, copy and paste. And then they didn't appreciate that. Like, <laughs> and that's Maybe like, if Lee would put a little more effort into this. No. <laughs> you're not setting me up for success oh my gosh oh but. it's funny like with with our with the unit you know we'll go we'll go months without with having maybe like one rehearsal two rehearsals um on like a single show but then we'll go out and just perform it like like nothing like nothing changed yeah um, like we, we go from dci finals right and then we have what um about two months between dci and boa i think uh, august to november. november yeah yeah so we'll go we'll go from there and we'll have you know um a few rehearsals in there just you do the same thing right you do the same thing at BOA, yeah you did yeah, yeah same show same show it's the same show that we learn so we actually learn it back in um the like middle of february we learn it we go we have like a spring training for 24 days out in uh, arizona and then we go on tour until the end of March, uh, it's like all throughout California, and then we come over to the East Coast. We do a couple things. We perform at a bunch of Marine Corps bases, um, kind of just like uh, get to go around and, and show everybody like who we are, really. Mm-hmm. And then we come back, and then that's when we would start WGI, and we would have you know a little under three weeks to get those WGI shows to where you guys have heard them. Wow. So like, basically, all we've from... had done before that is staging, and we stay. So we staged the show before we left for Yuma, Arizona, and then we would go learn a completely different show, a whole drum corps show, music and drill, and then come back and be like, okay, well, we gotta remember our WGI drill. Then you get to WGI drill, and you have three, three weeks, three and a half weeks to get music, drill, everything on the floor to be able to perform finals night wow. at the same caliber as everybody else that was just performing there, because we're not just gonna go out there and you know like show our ass yeah exactly that's not that's not who we are not gonna so so we, on the floor right so you know we're working our butts off for three and a half weeks um just getting that show to be you know baller yeah and 
and, and it has been too it's been good for sure yeah it's 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 crazy like seeing i mean just hearing the different reactions of different people you know like all like the the higher the big big dogs in in drum lines and in wgi and dci and stuff you know you hear from them and you're getting these compliments from them and it's just like wow like you know scojo just came up to us and just like had like a five minute conversation about how much he loved our show <laughs> you know <laughs> so cool, it's man. cool it's cool Stuff's hearing cool. that kind of stuff from him yeah for sure well is there anything else interesting you want to ask him or you feel like uh, you need to say i don't know i mean it's been awesome because i mean that's just like a different world like it yeah, is like the marching it arts it really is but it's just like it's it's like its own thing too mm-hmm. And obviously, you just alluded to the fact that, like, you guys do a tour to the Marine bases. Mm-hmm. So, like, the BOA and the DCI and the WGI are three performances that are, I guess, probably the most related to the activity that you guys are doing. Right. But it's only three out of a lot more right. stuff that's going on. Exactly. So, that's pretty cool. And, like, I didn't even really think about that. Like, oh, I see them at these events. But then I'm like, there's so much other stuff going on in <laughs> yeah. between those. Uh-huh. So, right. that's really cool. Right. Well, I guess we'll close this one out then. Yeah, yeah man. Thanks so, for having. Thanks for joining hey, us. It was it was great joining. And yeah. you know, anyone's listening, um, don't feel or, uh, feel free to contact you know anyone in the unit if you're ever thinking about it because we can always point you in the right direction and get you where where you want to be. Absolutely. And um, you know, it'd be great. We always are looking for people. So I think cool. it's a great opportunity, like you said, for someone like who's just like maybe not sure like who's done band their whole life but like doesn't know what their career path and obviously like the marines are an elite respected right group in this country that have served our country for hundreds of years Mm -hmm. so like or i don't know whenever its inception was right so like for people who just don't know what but they know they love to drum and they want a career and join the marines and as a sidebar you can also still still play yeah you're gonna play so. drums for the rest of your you know your career like as so a career it's one of the coolest things obviously yeah. that i've ever done you know nice. college but. ain't for everyone <laughs> i'll stick by that <laughs> I, was, I was in college for a year and then you know I, that's when i was i was marching cap city and i saw when i throughout that time i'd seen the marine drum bugle corps and i was just like that's what i want to do and i was like i'm I don't want to be in a psychology degree anymore. You know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I, I wasn't going to go anywhere with it anyway. And I was like, this is I felt like, like you were just kind of there. Cause exactly. You felt like you were supposed to be there. Exactly. So now, now I have all these different life options of where I can go, what I can do, you know? So cool. right, on, it's, it's right awesome. on. All right. Well, uh, everybody make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. You're listening slash watching this on, um, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash aged out podcast and on Instagram at, you guessed it, Aged Out Podcast. They're all the same for a reason. Make it easy on you. Uh, and we'll just hit us up. We can always put you in touch with Nick or if you got yeah. questions for him or questions for us. So. For sure. Yep. We'll see everybody next time. Peace.